0: You can find good pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
1: Welcome to the World of Saloon. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to episode two of Defiance. White in the moon, the long road lies, the moon stand blanks above. White in the moon, the long road lies, that leads me from my love. Still hangs the hedge without a gust, still, still, the shadows stay. My feet upon the moonlit dust pursue the ceaseless way that was white in the moon the long road lies by ae houseman last week we met our five captains of the rebellion in the vanmark republic city of galoya where maven and xander debriefed them on their first mission as captains. They then spent the rest of their day getting ready to leave and taking off in Maven's wagon that is not drawn by horses, but driven by engine. And that is where we will start our episode. Maven has been driving for about two or so hours as we hit where we are now. And I need someone to give us a survival check. Who would be oh so brave of our five new captains?
2: I will accept
1: this, this role. All right, give me that, uh, that sweet survival check. All right, I,
2: don't
1: fuck me on this. Let's see. 19. 19. Cool. Uh, yeah, the ride is rather smooth at this point. Maven is doing a pretty good job of controlling where the wagon is going. And she uh, is, you kind of hear her like singing songs to herself through like the window in the front of the cabin. And she keeps driving. You all are in the cab of the wagon. What would you all like to do? I mean, obviously you can't like leave because the, the wagon's moving. Um, but if you guys would like to take this chance to interact with each other and maybe your characters get to know each other a little bit more, uh, go right ahead. Why don't we start with Rawl? Who would you like to interact with?
2: Given how Rawl is, I think he'd be mostly just observing everyone rather than taking active approach to anyone in specific. So he's just keeping an eye out and rolling survival checks.
1: Okay. That actually truly does 100% make sense. And so we will then move to Iris. Is there anything you would specifically like to do or anyone you would specifically like to talk to in the cab? I
0: think with who Iris is as a person, she's just going to be like Probably standing on the seat to talk, like to talk to Maven through the little window. Not about anything important, just like chatting, like friends.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, Maven's kind of just sitting there, and she's like, "Doll, if you want to talk to me, you can crawl up through there and come sit up here with me. I don't mind a little company. I, I would hate for you to hit your head on a bump or something because you're just looking through the window.
0: You can't tell me what to do. You're not my dad."
1: I wouldn't want to be your dad. Also, I don't have the parts to be your dad. Yeah, so you can't tell me what to do. I was just giving you a suggestion. Don't give me an attitude.
0: We'll give you whatever attitude I want to give you.
1: Girlie, I'll put you on your ass right now, and you know I will. Do it. I may be a mage, but I can fight. Uh Uh-huh. She, like, pushes your head through the window. (laughs) Talk to one of your new friends. You need to make friends. They're your team now.
0: I thought we were friends. I see how it is.
1: We are, but I got to focus on driving. You want to die? No. I thought so. So make new friends.
0: (sighs) Making friends is hard.
1: Well, they're all sitting right there and just heard you say that whole thing, so.
0: Yeah, and they're all also very quiet.
1: Zion's a sweetheart. Talk to him. Zion, talk to my girl Iris. She's a little nervous.
3: Well, if it makes you feel any better, Iris. I am also nervous. Do you want to come sit with me?
0: She's just gonna, like, slide over so she's sitting next to Zion.
3: What are you nervous about?
0: Everyone here has a lot more experience than I do, and I don't know why I was chosen to be a captain.
3: For your skill. You were chosen because someone saw something in you. Do you not feel like you see the same?
0: Well, I don't know. Like, I'm good at what I do. What do you do? Iris would like to attempt to pickpocket, Zion.
1: Give me a sleight of hand roll, please. Zion, you can try to receive it.
3: It's a 30. Okay. Looking right at Iris' face, perhaps not paying attention to the moment at hand, and we have ourselves a nat 19 with no modifiers.
1: Oh. Yeah, um... Obviously, you are so skilled at this. This is what you do. You are able to get your hands around something, and in your hand is a pocket watch, a silver pocket watch with a chain that you know is broken because it's not ticking. But that's what you're able to grab.
0: Iris... Immediately holds it up and shows Zion that she has it now.
3: This is what I did. Oh, so you have quick hands. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: And you were looking at me the whole time. And I got it. Indeed, I was. May
3: I have it back?
0: Yes. I just wanted to prove a point. And by prove a point, I mean show off.
3: Show off indeed you did. I am considered me impressed. Um, quite worried, but impressed. That is remarkable. To be that quick without me even noticing. I could see why they did pick you. I don't want to overstep, but I believe everybody here was picked for a reason. Even if I don't know the reason why I was picked half the time myself. You remember back in the meeting
0: where uh, I asked Ollie who I'm in charge of? Yeah. It's been explained to me a lot, and I'm still not sure what escarole means.
3: Escarole?
0: It, that's what he said, right? Escarole?
3: Oh! Envision. Like, to see something?
0: Uh it,
3: It's a big word. Um, envision, um, to see the big picture... Can I try to roll to, like, rack my brain?
1: Absolutely. Give me an intelligence check. Trying to
0: figure out that the word she's thinking of is espionage.
3: Yeah, as I'm scratching his head. <laughs> Escarole. Mm. That's so... That's quite curious. Expedited? No. I got a seven. I don't think that was a-, a
1: seven? You don't remember the word. But you do remember that Misery would be working with Iris a lot.
3: One moment and then he he's going to look around to see if he can spot Misery. Pardon me, ma'am. Hello. I'm so sorry to bother you, Miss Misery. I couldn't help but notice in the meeting from earlier that you and Iris here were to work together.
4: Uh, that's true. Uh, would you mind informing me of your name?
3: Oh, I'm so, so sorry. That is so horribly rude. Um, Zion.
4: Ah, well um, spoke of you.
3: You could say that, yes.
4: Well, how can I help you, Zion? And also, which one is Iris?
0: That's me. And she like kind of waves.
4: Iris, first as the captain of the Covert Ops Division, I would like to welcome you to the ranks. Thank you. And I also want to give you a slight warning, uh, where if you were to mess up, Vel will find out where you sleep. Noted. Take that as you will. So, what can I do you two for?
3: Well, Iris, she was trying to remember a word that was used in a meeting earlier, and I'm trying to help her recover it. Do you remember what was said? Uh, I'm sorry, what was the word that you were saying? Eskrill. Uh, Eskrill.
4: Could you use it in a sentence?
0: I'm the captain of the Eskrill.
4: Country of origin?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a big word. I grew up on a farm. We don't have those big words there. Hmm.
4: I... Do I know what this word means? <laughs> like, without actually having to Google it?
1: She's saying Esquirel, but she means espionage.
4: Well, I'm not sure what Esquio is, but espionage...
3: That's it. Espionage. Oh, espionage. Yes. What
0: does that mean?
4: It means... Keeping your ear to the floor, finding out somebody else's secrets, and brutally blackmailing them with it.
3: Um, Miss Misery, um...
4: Zion here, for example. I want you, as your Captain Iris, find out something mysterious about this Zion fellow, and tell me it, and I will blackmail him.
3: uh, There's nothing quite mysterious about me. Well, I did already manage to steal
0: his broken pocket watch. I I mean, I gave it back because it was... Pretty useless, but
4: no, no, Iris, that's very useful. Why keep a broken pocket watch? It must have sentimental value.
3: He tightens his hand around the pocket watch.
4: See how he tightens his hand around the pocket watch? That means we've got it right. These are the key small details you must pay attention to when out on a mission. Or once again, Belle will visit you in your sleep. Is is that supposed to be a threat? No, it's a promise.
1: Trust me, you don't want Val to visit you in your sleep. You hear Maven say from the front of the cab.
3: No one is visiting anybody in their sleep.
4: Unless they want to. Consensual things happen.
1: This, this, this is true.
4: Now, Zion, I also will apologize. I don't mean to put you on the spot with that little exercise. Can I offer you a cigarette, perhaps?
3: I I don't smoke, but that's, that's quite all right. Thank you.
4: And you're in the wrong line of work.
3: Uh, I have been for quite some time it does take its toll
4: No oh, Uh I was kidding Are you okay
3: <laughs> I'm quite fine Thank you Miss Misery And he takes the pocket watch that She had stolen and uh, Tucks it back under his jacket Hopefully for no more Prying hands <laughs>
4: I'll tell you what, Zion. I do feel bad about calling you out like that. So let me introduce you to a precious object of my own. And misery's going to hold her rifle, not like pointed like it's up, like she's carefully holding it. This is my rifle. Her name is Cora.
3: Zion gulps a little bit. <laughs> Can I? I was gonna say, can I roll intimidation, but what would be the thing for being intimidated?
4: You wanna be intimidated?
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> I will roll intimidation.
1: I was gonna say, you could just roll a charisma saving throw. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah. Because I'm not all that intimidating, to be honest. Looking at my character sheet now.
1: Like, you're not trying to intimidate him, so.
3: You're not trying to, but Zion is like, he's just a pinnacle of nervousness. The Christmas saving throw was a 24.
1: Oh, uh, you're a little shaken, but maybe it's just because there's a rifle involved. But you don't feel that misery is trying to make you feel worse.
3: What did you say her name was? Your rifle.
4: I give like a little longing look at my own rifle and say, This is Cora.
3: Cora. That's a beautiful name.
4: Yep, and if you look at her the wrong way, I will shoot you. Oh, um. That's not a threat. It's a promise.
3: I I don't like your promises, Miss Misery, with all due respect. I will not look at Miss Cora the wrong way. You have my word.
4: That's not really. Oh, you know what? Fine. Iris, I expect good things of you. Zion, do you, bud?
3: Okay. I. And he's going to, like, lean to Iris, be like, I do not know if she likes me very much. She's kind of hard to read. Indeed. As Zion sits there, something's been bothering him since they left, and he doesn't know the right time to bring it up. But now feeling kind of comfortable with Iris there, he opens his mouth and, I have a question for you, and I don't know if it's the right time or place to say it. Have you had any strange dreams lately?
0: I have strange dreams a lot. That's nothing new to me, really. Although I did have one right before our meeting, where we got this assignment. What happened? There's a lot of blood, spikes, people jumping off a roof.
3: He's already got a a pallor to his skin, but he goes even paler. Almost like a future green. You okay? (sighs) I believe I had the same dream. That's weird. I And he cuts himself off and um, doesn't know how to just share this information here and decides to kind of save it for later when he's able to talk to everybody or perhaps gets to know them a little better. But yeah, and and then like he's going to look back at um, Misery and be like, "Uh, I do apologize if we got off on the wrong foot.
4: Sorry, Zion. I was looking at Cora.
3: Oh, well, I can leave you to it, then.
4: I just kind of longingly look at my own gun.
3: That's something that he does not want to get in the middle of. I
5: believe while all of that is happening, Alona has been watching them, listening, and I think she will move to where she can speak to Raúl a little better, and She sits there and says, and tries to keep her voice to where only he can hear, and says, Fascinating, aren't they?
6: They seem to be quite interesting, companion.
5: From what I gather, I think they will make good team for us. They are a little rough around the edges, but uh, even you seem to have yours, and I have mine.
6: There is still much to be seen as we have yet to see them in action.
5: Yes, but uh, it's not just action we need to think about. Rao, what makes it for a good rebellion?
2: Rao actually looks visibly confused by this
6: line of questioning. To fight against an opposing side.
5: Yes, you are quite correct. and need soldiers. But you need people to believe... In the because you need people who are willing to risk their life for this you need people you need to give them something to believe in or if not the cause then what the cause will bring and that that I'm beginning to see in them and I think they will do well it took me a long time to understand that as I I believe that if you just vanquished the bad, then the good would follow. But if there is no faith, there is no hope in what was really
2: accomplished. Raul, like his armor kind of slumps a little bit at the mention of the belief in a cause. And he looks just slightly closer to the
6: ground and asks, Do you think that there will ever be a point? Where the blood spilt for a cause outweighs the cause itself. We lost many good leaders by the betrayal of one. And we are sure to lose more in this continued rebellion. It is hard to say how much hope we have for ourselves.
5: I think Alona pauses for a moment. and She thinks about that because he's right. He is completely right. And I think... She reaches over and... Places her hand on his arm and says... Blood will be spilled, yes. Yes, I know this, and... We will lose more. And... I... I do believe there will be a time... In the end... When... There will be no more blood spilled, and... I can't say for certain. But... One thing I do know is... If anything my life has taught me, the hope for something better in the end is often what keeps you alive, what keeps you mortal. Sometimes you need to hold on to that. I believe there is a way to do it without blood, but like you, I I wonder how many more morals are in our midst, because if there is one, there must be more. But I will not stop trying, I can't, I cannot go back to doing nothing. Because in the end, doing nothing is worse than the blood on my hands.
6: I appreciate your candor and your answer. However, I would propose a different answer myself. If the scales are being tipped by the blood we have lost, I suggest that we should spill twice as much blood
5: I'm willing to do whatever is needed of me.
6: Eventually, one side will break. We must make sure that it is not our side that does.
5: Well, then we must work together to ensure that. You tend to watch like I do. You learn. You know what you're working with before they speak a word. I believe... We will make a good team. And I will fight with you and spill as much blood as needed to do what we need to do. Do you believe there are others?
6: It is not about what I believe. It is as prudent to ensure that there are no others. And if there are, we must stamp them out quickly and efficiently.
5: No questions asked. Simply exterminate.
6: It is better, and if this this misery that we have caused seems quite adept at silently eliminating potential threats, I think we will have no problem in finding and eliminating those threats. I agree. He gestures to Cora. Let us hope that the tool is not wasted on her.
5: I don't believe it is wasted. I think that is in proper hands. I'll forward to seeing it in use, as long as I am not at the other end. I myself do enjoy a, uh, seamless, quiet kill. <sighs> we must also remember that sometimes words must be used, and you are not men of many words, though you are very well spoken. I, uh, will tell you something that I will tell them later. I grew up here. I know this city like the back of my hand. The Underdark is not something I fear. If anything, the darkness is what I know best. So, you can trust me to get you where you need to go. I have connections in the city. I will ensure we are safe.
6: That is quite advantageous and fortunate. I am glad that you are with us, then, for this particular mission.
5: And I am glad that you are here as well. I think you'll be a very, very important part of all this. Zender has not been wrong in his choosings yet. Faults mm, happen. We are all mere mortals, but going forward I think we will do well. I think it's time we finally all spoke. Everyone, it is honor to be joining you all for this mission. I know we have not spoken much, nor have we all worked together very often. I know we all worry about what is ahead. But what is ahead of us we will face as we have faced all things. We were chosen for a reason, so we will prove that reason and kick ass. Take names and go home with this man's head on stake. Agreed.
4: You mean what's left of his head on the stake?
5: Yes. Or, you know, a good rib cage. We don't have to take head. We could also take other body parts.
4: Rip cage on a stick.
5: Yes. Heart. Just take that heart. Nice, BT, good.
1: Yo, I could use that heart for some magic if you would like to give it to me. But it's a good use. You know,
5: the quickest way to a man's heart is going through the fourth and fifth rib.
1: Oh, I know. I've killed some people in my time.
3: Sans in the corner, horrified.
5: Oh, it's alright. You know, I talk big game, but I mostly do, uh, I try not to leave mess. I have my name for a reason. I am in, I am out. Like ghost.
1: I am going to ask for one more survival check from somebody that is not raw. Should
4: I make it? Yeah not great at survival.
1: Let's see. Ah, <laughs> 6.
5: 6. I, can I get the help action?
1: Are you proficient in survival?
5: Oh, uh yes. I mean, I uh hold on. It
1: has a it has a black yes, dot next I to survival. Am. I am. Explain. Well, okay. So this is just a yes, you can give the help action. I don't I won't expect an explanation because this is just to see what the environment gives. Um but Misery, you may, may roll another die to do another check.
4: 17. <laughs> I mean, better than a 6, I guess.
1: Uh. You guys have been making some decent time. I want to say it's about the afternoon now because you guys left mid-morning because it took about like three hours for you guys to get ready and to go to the garage and everything. Um, So it's about 3, 4 in the afternoon, but... As you are driving, there's like a, <laughs> a noise as the wagon shakes and you just hear Maven go, oh, gods, but damn, not again, as she pulls over and gets off stopping the wagon. And she goes, oh, two wheels this time? God, this is going to take all night to fix. All right, guys, uh, come on out. We're gonna make a camp here on the side of the road. Uh I gotta mend the wheels. Um, usually amending cantrip works, but these are like specially made and enchanted to like have long wear. So I have to like really work the spell work into it. It's gonna take a little bit. Um, so we might as well make camp and uh chill. You guys can have conversations, make so- we can make some food. Um And we can, um, you know, rest for the night and then continue the rest of the journey to kill in in the morning. I'm going to get started on the wheels if y'all want to set up. Um, Is there anything you all would like to do in the camp that isn't, like, setting up or anything like that? Alona would like to
5: pull Zion aside for a moment because I think she's realized that he is, if not a priest, someone who definitely has some sort of um, tie to the gods above, and her being a paladin, I think there is some quiet comfort that she would not mention out loud to that, and I think she would like to poolside and maybe speak to
3: him for just a moment. Ah, yes. Iona.
5: I I was hoping to speak with you. I hope I did not make wrong assumption, but, uh, you seem to be a holy man. Is that correct?
3: Perhaps to some. Why do you ask?
5: I ask because I am a paladin. And she pulls out her holy symbol, which is her necklace, and she lets it rest on her chest. You see, though we probably worship different gods, there is something comforting, knowing that I am not the only one looking for a higher assistance.
3: Zion stares at the, the symbol on her neck and reaches back into his jacket underneath in a hidden pocket. And he withdraws the pocket watch that Iris had taken earlier. He lifts it up and etched on the back is his own symbol. We are in the same boat, I believe.
5: Yes, uh, I don't know about you, but there is comfort in knowing there is someone else who looks above.
3: Uh, there's nowhere else for me to look.
5: Most people are surprised when they hear I am a paladin. Not just, I, I am a woman of many talents. Where I grew up, the gods were revered. And I believe in all. And I trust all. But, Kuma spoke to me in a way as the others didn't. Almost as if you understood me. I don't believe I would be doing what I am now without that.
3: I... I can understand.
5: That does make me wonder. And you don't have to tell me now. We'll get to that point. But, I believe you and I are alike in that way. You came from background where this... And she motions to where they are and... Genuinely speaking, of the rebellion, this was not in your future. You chose or made a choice that led here, like I did.
3: Is there ever a choice when fate is in?
5: Yes, I believe. I believe you will always end up where you need to be in the end. But how, how you say, the road always bumped differently? <sighs>
3: The road we travel is different for us all, is what you mean yes, to say? But,
5: yes, but, uh, uh, all roads lead to same ending, but what you experience on the roads are different, but you find what you need to get to where you are.
3: I appreciate that sentiment, Aljona.
5: Thank you. I know many languages. Translating in head is hard sometimes. <laughs> Growing up, I mostly spoke uh, the Marek, and it's, it's common, common I like. Common is easier, some days.
3: Well, if it's easier for you, I have scrolls, and a quill. You're welcome to write down your thoughts, if ever they become hard to say out loud.
5: Thank you, but I fear sometimes things are better to not be said, or heard, or written, because... As I think I overheard earlier, they can be used against you if you are not careful.
3: Everything we do on this Earth can be used against any one of us. I have learned that in my travels. However, it can also be used for us.
5: Used for us? What do you mean?
3: I was telling Iris earlier um, We all have our strengths here, um...
5: We were picked for a reason, no? Uh, yes. We all have strengths.
3: Well, what I mean to say is... I don't know everybody's yet, but I do believe that each one of you have them. And I believe we can use them to get to what we all need without using them against each other. I agree. I hope.
5: I think it's not so much that we need to worry about each other or using these things against us. I think it's about finding what we need to know we do not need to use them at all.
3: I don't don't know about trust. I don't know if that is a thing that I would say that I have, but I do believe in honor. And I do believe that hopefully our roads for this t- journey all lead to the same place.
5: I was going to ask to give you peace of mind that if you would like, I wouldn't mind joining you in your morning prayers if that is something you do. I tend to do mine at night, given my goddess is of the moon. But uh, the moon is out in the morning. If you would like the company.
3: I give praise to my god in the morning for each day I rise I thank him for helping me see the next light of day but at night I think of him often and I would be honoured to pray with you and give thanks to him yet again
5: that would be nice and I will join you because the moon gives way to sun that
3: is nice indeed it does that is at least one thing that we can count on. The sun always comes out again. And I would be honored to pray with you as well.
5: But, uh, if it gives you peace of mind as well. I, uh, I grew up in this city. I know the city. I know your voice gift.
3: Ah, oh, yes. A4. You know him well?
5: Uh, no. Not very well. We, uh, we met once, twice.
3: I've known e for, for years. He's been...
5: He's been under my skin since I met him. Pain in my ass.
3: Zion kind of, like, cocks his head to the side a little and he, like, not scrutinizes her, but there's something that he detects there, like, perhaps. I don't know. I didn't roll for anything. But he, he doesn't know what. He, he's not someone very versed in his own, like, Emotions let alone the emotions always of others so he just under your skin Was he rude to you? Oh, well, that's not like he war at all No, not then, but now he's,
5: he's a bother. He, he bothers me
3: He bothers you?
5: We knew each other when we were young. That's that's probably what it is. And I tried to leave that behind because I am new woman. I've moved on
3: Okay, um a4, is shocking. a has always been quite kind to me.
5: Oh, no, he's nice. He's just uh, bothersome to me. He, he won't leave me alone. And I wish to... Uh, I want to move on from past. Move towards future. Oh. If he could just, you know, maybe say tone it down.
3: A4 tone it down? <laughs> I don't know if he is capable.
5: It is worth try. But, you know what? We are capable of finding good food. I need something to eat. How about you? Let's go in others.
3: Let's go find the others.
5: Yes, yes. And then later we can- we can get together and- We can say prayers and- Maybe settle in for a relaxing night. Possibly, I don't know. These woods are- Something.
3: But I do know we need all the prayers we can get.
5: Yes, yes. Especially going into the city. But hey, I know the city, so that will help. ease mine.
1: Uh, Zion, as Aliona walks, her long legs take her pace quicker than yours. Can you roll me a religion check, please?
3: I'd be delighted. Okay, that would be a religion check of ten.
1: Ten? You blink and feel around you, not the area that you were in before, and you turn to see someone you've never seen before, a draconic-looking man with an ax in hand, looking a little war-torn with a ripped-open robe of chain, as he stands, and you're standing before Rainer.
3: Do I realize who it is? Yes. By God, it's you.
2: Rainer will uh, take his axe, put it uh, the head of the axe against the ground, and rest his head on the the hilt of the axe, and say, "Hey, little warrior, how are you?"
3: Oh, um, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm one. I'm. Ah. Ahem.
2: Take your time.
3: I. I'm not doing well.
2: And why is that?
3: I have been praying to you for so long now. I have heard. So you know that I have fears about what the, the future will bring.
2: Of course. But you are mortal. That is natural to fear.
3: But it's not fear of my life. It's fear of what will happen to this world. And I just I get the feeling. I am not unused to being in danger. But I am unused to knowing how to protect others from it
2: that is natural. You have not experienced combat within a team before, have you? Or a team quite as large as this one.
3: I'm not used to working with anybody other than Xander and Ollivander and sometimes A4.
2: This will be a trying time for you. I will not lie to you. But it is a learning experience. You are still growing and have infinite potential. Within this group, you will be shaped and molded with the encounters that you come across.
3: What if it is in a way that I do not want?
2: Little one, it is hard to say that you can impose what you will onto the world. Time crushes the wishes of so many. What you can do is to hone yourself so that you may protect what you care about.
3: The things that I have done, I don't know if those are things that can protect others. I'm not negating your word, but how can you be so sure of me?
2: Raynor lifts up his axe. Look at this weapon, child. This weapon was used on my quest to become a god, to slay hundreds of enemies. But if I take it, and ram it into the ground, and pull across. I can dig out a river to bring water to others. Regardless of what you have, you must use the tools available to you to the best of your ability. It is not that any one tool can cause damage. It is how you use it which is important.
3: You would know better than anybody. You really listen to me all this time.
2: Of course, little one. I wished I could have come to you a little sooner, but how will you learn if I give you the answer? All I can do is pave a path for you. You must bring your cup to the river.
3: I I will do my best to please you, and in the time I will fill my cup and I will continue to give it to you.
2: All I can say is that to make sure that as you go on this journey, challenge these challenges are shaped by these experiences that you make sure that you have no regrets and that you do it filled with the emotions that empower you
3: I don't know what those are
2: feel them and you will learn their names just like me learning runes you will learn your emotions
3: but I'm scared
2: And that is all right. Fear of the unknown is the most natural thing, but to challenge your fear and move forward, that is the beautiful potential
3: that you have. I don't have the words or the capacity, but I I will try my best, and if I don't, if I do not make it, if I do not succeed like you say that my path will lead me to, I hope that they will.
2: Raynor will walk. closer to Zion, put his hand on his shoulder, and bend down so that he's looking directly into his eyes. I promise you that I will not take my eyes off you for a second, that I will keep watch of your journey, and I am sure that you will find your way.
3: I knew there was a reason why I chose you, but I think that you chose me.
2: And I am so happy that I did. And then he's going to actually like put his arm around Zion, give him a little squeeze, and say, come now. Your team is waiting. And then as he uh, turns him around, facing the other way, the vision will dissipate a little bit.
1: And as that happens, Zion, you are back in the moment you left, but Aliona has met with the others and is sitting down. You're left with a phrase in your head. It's a phrase you know very well. Think on the phrase. You move forward to join your team as Maven casts Moonhaven over the camp to protect you all and allow you to sleep safely and enjoy a night before life changes for you forever on this mission. In the morning, you all pack up and you get ready to go. And Maven looks at all of you and goes, well, we're about to go. Um, We're about six hours from Killian, um does anybody want to sit up front with me or do you all want to sit in the cab again?
2: I think uh Raul will decide to sit in the cab again I will stay with
1: my team I, I guess I'm up front again by myself um well I, we, we can go um uh, and she hops up into the driver's seat to allow you guys to get into the cab so you guys can head off. Once in, you start uh, traveling and uh, going. It takes about six hours to get to the entrance to the cave systems that lead to Killian, and Maven stops the cart uh, and goes, All right, well, this uh, is where I have to leave the cart. We can grab our stuff and we can start trekking our way to Killian because we have to walk there. Please be careful. I know y'all are from here, so you know, but I don't know if any of the others have been here, so I just want to say the warnings. Let's get going. And she starts to walk forward into the cave. Uh, Just so y'all
5: know, I am from this city. I know my way. I will aid where I can, and do what I can to help. Stay vigilant, stay close, and misery I know you like to wonder, but at least give me a signal before I do. That's all I ask.
1: At this point, you guys start trekking into the caves and making your way to the city with, I believe, the formation is going to be uh, Maven in the front and Aliona in the back because Aliona knows the way. So if anybody gets drawn behind, uh, Aliona can help. I need somebody to roll a survival check that is not Brawl or Alyona.
4: I want Zion to do it.
3: No, do what? A, a survival check? Do it! A survival check?
4: Yeah, survive!
3: <laughs> Please, Heavenly Father, if you're still with me here today... Actually,
1: I will say... What did you get?
3: An 18.
1: Oh. Uh you walk across thin ledges and um I need everyone to roll me a stealth check. I like these checks.
2: You said stealth, right?
1: Yes.
5: So uh Alona got a natural twenty plus seven, making a twenty-seven.
6: Nice.
3: Well Zion has a, a disadvantage to stealth.
2: So
6: Arral oh, Ra- 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 has two,
2: and he's never taking off the armor so
1: <laughs> yes, all of it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh my God. Oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? All right. all right.. No, I rolled twice. I rolled a natural 20 and a one, so one.
0: <laughs> Iris got a 16.
1: 29. Nice. And what did you get, Zion? A nine. A nine. You head through this tunnel and you hear the pitter-patter of feet. And I need you all to roll initiative. And that is where we will end our episode. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of Queers and Spears Campaign 2 Defiance. Your support and feedback mean the world to us, and we love you all so much. Don't forget to rate, comment, or leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast, and you may get the chance to receive a shout-out on a later episode. Follow us at Queers and Spears on most social media, except for Instagram, where you can find us at Queers and Spears. We can't wait to have you all back for future episodes, which air every Friday at 12.30 p.m. EST. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you all next week.